Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome back to Ask Us Anything, where popular science answers your most outlandish, mind-burning questions from what the universe is made of to why not everyone can touch their toes. I'm your host, Claire Maldarelli. And I'm producer Jess Bodie. Okay, so this week we are taking on, finally, one of my (laughs) favorite, or perhaps I should say least favorite topics of all time, and that is flexibility. Yes, I think you've brought this up once or twice. Yes, you know me too well. (laughs) So this topic takes us all the way back to middle school gym class. And depending on your age, you might have been subjected to something called the presidential fitness test. It was a series of assessments supposedly meant to encourage kids to stay active. It included activities such as doing a certain number of pull-ups, running a mile, and the topic of this week's question, the sit and reach. Yeah, I I hated the sit and reach so much. Same, Jess, same on so many levels. So (laughs) the presidential fitness test in its whole was nerve-wracking and frankly humiliating for loads of kids, and it didn't even do the job it set out to do. After the 2012-2013 school year, the presidential fitness test was eliminated from physical education programs because it embarrassed and shamed children who finished last. But the test definitely left its mark, at least on me, and it sounds like on you too, Jess. Definitely. I spent the better part of seventh grade trying to accomplish that sit and reach or V-sit as it's sometimes called, where Mm. you literally sit with your legs in a V position and reach your fingertips as far past your ankles as you can manage. As a seventh grader, I could never sit and reach far enough to be a presidential fitness scholar. And even today, as an adult, I am still unable to touch my toes. I'm embarrassed saying this on a podcast. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. Don't worry. You can if you can't see, but my face is bright red. <laughs> So, like we've been mentioning in the intro, since Ask Us Anything started, why can't everyone touch their toes? Ho, ho, ho. We're finally learning the answer. Yes. Long awaited. (laughs) For me, I argue that it's not for lack of effort. So, why is it that some people can perform this seemingly easy task while others find it to be an insurmountable challenge? We'll get into it right after the break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, time to talk about my ongoing struggle to touch my toes. Yeah, it really seems like this is your white whale. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it hasn't haunted me constantly since middle school. Thankfully, after that traumatic run-in with the presidential fitness test, I truly forgot about the fact that I couldn't touch my toes and went on with my life. But at a group exercise class with friends back in 2017, when we were all instructed to touch our toes as an opening stretch, I realized I was the only one in the room that couldn't do it. So tragic. <laughs> Truly is. So I set out to investigate what exactly goes into this maneuver and why some of us simply cannot accomplish it. According to Jeffrey Jenkins, the program director of the University of Virginia's Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Training Program, the two biggest factors are the flexibility of your hamstrings and the range of motion of your hip joints. So hamstrings are a set of three muscles that rest behind the thighs, and they can run from your pelvis and hip area down to your knees. When you bend down to touch your toes, your hamstrings do the bulk of the work to get you there. Equally important, though, are your hips. To actually reach the ground, you have to be able to bend your hip joints forward. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So are there exercises you can do to make your hips and hamstring muscles more bendy? All right. So the answer is yes and no. Jenkins says there's plenty you can do to improve flexibility in your hamstrings. But when it comes to that forward hip motion, you're unlikely to see big payoffs from a new stretching regimen. Plus, to get your fingers down to your toes, you also have to be able to flex your lumbar spine. If you have an arched or a stiff back, or if you have a lot of injuries to your spine that inhibit your ability to bend forward, that could also alter how far down you can reach. Aside from your hips, hamstring, and spine, there's another big factor to consider too, and one you have even less control over, the relative length of your arms and your torso to your legs. Okay, yes, and you really can't do much to change that. Exactly. So Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps, who is famous for his long torso, long arms, and relatively short legs, would likely have no problem at all getting his fingers to the floor. But if someone has longer legs and a relatively short torso or arms, then even if they are incredibly flexible, they still might not be able to touch their toes. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that is part of my problem and it's truly just unfair um like is touching your toes really such an important fitness goal to have if so much of it is out of our control excellent question jess so (laughs) jenkins did tell me that while some people are inherently less likely to succeed at the task than others it's still a pretty good way to judge how flexible you are Womp womp. Mm. It's not a perfect metric, but it's the best one we've got. That makes sense. But the real question we're all asking is obvious. 
Claire, have you found a way to touch your toes? All right. So the short answer is no, (laughs) but the better answer, the more satisfying answer I will say is that don't fret. There are some things you can do to improve the flexibility of the body you have. It is unlikely that these tips and tricks that I am about to divulge (laughs) would help you earn the coveted Presidential Fitness Award, though honestly, who really cares since it doesn't exist anymore and for good reason. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But this advice could help you learn to reach your ankles without inducing excruciating pain, which is where I'm at right now. Mm. Whether you want to do so to improve your flexibility or simply to feel less embarrassed during your group exercise classes. Most of our listeners are likely familiar with the annoying, borderline painful sensation of reaching past your flexibility comfort zone. That feeling is mostly the result of a special group of sensory cells called muscle spindles. Whenever you stretch a muscle, these cells send out a signal telling your brain to contract your muscles, tighten them, and resist any further stretching. But as Jenkins explained to me, these signals don't last forever. If you hold the stretch for a minimum of six seconds, you can actually conquer the reflex to release it. That's about how long it takes for your Golgi tendon organs, which are these spindles. Yes. What a interesting (laughs) name there. Great name. There are these spindles of neurons that sit on your muscle fibers to kick in and inhibit contractions, allowing your muscles to relax and lengthen. The more time you spend pushing past this initial discomfort, the better your nervous system will get at staying chill when you go into a stretch. That doesn't mean you need to hold your stretches forever. Jenkins says a 30-second hold results in greater improvement in flexibility than 15 seconds, but does just as much good as 60 seconds. And just one stretching session a day provides the same results as three times a day. So my strategy in seventh grade of just standing there and (laughs) for as long as I could until my hands touched the floor, which they did not, was apparently not backed by science. Right, right. So a quick disclaimer here, though. Listen to your body. Don't be Mm. seventh grade Claire. (laughs) For certain people, the pain that accompanies those crucial six seconds is just too severe to endure, and those individuals shouldn't force a stretch. A hyperactive nervous system could be to blame, but you could also quite literally be tearing a muscle. Because pain is so subjective, it can be really hard to differentiate between the two. So if the pain is too much, listen to your body and stop. Yeah, that's always really, really good advice. And something I don't think we hear enough when it comes to like exercise and physical activity. For sure. So we've covered why people might want to touch their toes and why they might not be able to and how they can learn to do it if their bodies aren't quite built for the task. But I feel like this all raises the question of how important flexibility even is. Like, is it a good indicator of health and fitness? This is this is the ultimate excellent question, Jess. So 
generally speaking, being flexible, which by definition is the ability of our muscles and joints to move fairly freely without pain, is a good thing, and it can help prevent injury to a certain extent. However, when it comes to touching your toes specifically, Jenkins says the connection to overall health is dubious. There are just too many factors at play that have nothing to do with your wellness or how active you are. With that, right, that makes you feel better. Yeah, it really does. With that in mind, I am going to reluctantly keep stretching, but I will probably skip the sit and reach for life. Yeah, that seems more than fair. And I will be joining you in that effort of not doing sit and reach. Yes, Uh, anti sit and reach. Yeah, big time. But yeah, thanks for tackling this one, Claire. My pleasure. Ask Us Anything is a popular science podcast. We're available on all major podcast platforms, so subscribe wherever you're listening now. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps new friends find the show. Ask Us Anything is written, researched, and produced by all of our hosts. Audio production, engineering, and mixing is done by me, Jess Bodie. Big thanks to Grace Wade and Lauren Leffer for keeping our facts straight, Katie Belloff for designing our logo, and Billy Cadden for making our theme music. If you'd like to submit a question to ask us anything, shoot us an email at ask at popsci.com. Thanks for listening.